Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome, everybody, Two Guys at a Mic Show. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer Man. Well done job. TalkZone.com. Beautiful Tuesday. Absolutely gorgeous day outside here in the fine city of Chicago. I don't know if we can call it Indian Summer just yet. I don't know if there is still such a thing as uh, Indian Summer. we got to check with our in-station weatherman, uh, Rain Peterson, I think. Is rain around today or not? Rain is uh, not he here. He is, but... and he actually sent a message. We are definitely... In the throes of Indian summer, ah. uh, the temperatures are going to continue to go up and up, and we're going to be back in the 80s this wow. weekend, my friend. Wow! 80s for this weekend. So the stock market is plummeting, but the weather is, the uh, temperatures are going up. You are correct, sir. Okay. Some people that are uh, vested in the stock market would rather have the uh, weather get a little bit colder and the stock market a little hotter, but you can only take one out of two. We get what we can. It's the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. Lots to talk about. World of sports. David Olson, our producer, other side of the glass. Big Dog out today. The Big Dog is off today. Some people would argue the Big Dog is off just about every day, but, I mean, he's out of the studio. He's out of the microphone. He's out of the country, actually. We'll talk about that. We got uh, Pigskin Boy, Charlie Colbert. Going to check in our NFL outsider. Other shows have insiders. We here at the Two Guys at a Mic show are proud to have a outsider. Got all that. We'll jump off the sports page with some topics as well. Two guys in a mic show off and run and enjoy the music for about 9.8 seconds. That's it. We didn't even get our 9.8 seconds. You ran it out. You, you, you pontificated <laughs> too long. It only goes for two minutes. Oh, it's in my contract that I'm only supposed to pontificate for a short uh, amount of time. But uh, thank you very much for joining us, folks. We appreciate you taking a little bit of uh, time out of your day to join us here on the Internet. Who knows where you might be listening from via the Internet. We are spanning out to seven different continents and also parts of uh, Glen Allen and Naperville, Illinois. All right, 888-463-6748 is our phone number. we got some baseball playoffs to talk about. It is Residue Tuesday, so we'll recap some of the uh, sporting events from the weekend. That's one of our traditions here on a Tuesday. Uh, but real quick, and we do have Pigskin Boy coming up in just a little bit. Big dog out of the studio today. Let's go to the phone lines real quick. Checking in, David, should we go line 1, 7, 14, or 22? Let's go all the way up to 22. Okay. Or you could say what uh, Joel used to say, just take the one that's lit up. <laughs> out the line 22 we go. We got caller Seth checking in. Seth, how are you? Hey, guys, how are you? This is my first time calling on when you guys are on this station. It's pretty cool. Beautiful. Yeah, and you used to listen to us on the old morning break radio show, right? Oh, God, yes. I think I was yep. one of your regulars. Yep. Yeah, we had a lot of irregulars, but you were one of our regulars. Yes, but, uh, I, was a, I, was a, I was really your regular. And uh, yeah. I let you guys on the sports you know, radio show, but, you know, it's nice that they still let you guys do your show and do it on the Internet. Yeah, you know, it's it's coming of age. It's still not there yet. A lot of people aren't used to listening, but it's uh, it's on the rise, uh, caller Seth. It is on the rise. It's coming, Internet, radio, and uh, what do you think, David Olson? Five years it'll be in cars as well? Three to five years maybe? Just looking that way, so. maybe even maybe even less. Maybe than even that. less. Yeah. So there you go. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. Seth, what's on your mind, my friend? Appreciate your call. No, not a problem. Well, first of all, I just wanted to talk really quickly. Um, I was actually at the Bears game on Sunday. 
Wow. And, uh, yeah, and it was pretty cool seeing, you know, Hester, you know, make the NFL record and, and see Forte, you know, uh, running up, you know, rushing over, you know, 200 yards, and that was pretty cool. But what we need to do, though, or what the Bears have to do is they have to tighten their defense. For us to give up 500 yards in a game, that's actually pretty ridiculous. Yep. Uh, you know, nothing fancy from what I saw, Seth. Maybe you had a different angle. You were up close and personal, but uh, nothing real fancy. Basically, it's it's uh, tackling people at the point of attack. And in the defensive secondary, you got to cover people. Could I be as simple as saying you got to cover people a little bit closer? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, actually, I was in the handicap in the 300 level, but we were staying around the 50-yard line, and we could see. But, uh-huh. you know, they, the, the defense has to tighten up. I mean, that's, that's the only way we're going to stop the running game is if, if they tighten up the defense, then, you know, be okay. But I know it's still a little bit early in the season, but not much early in the season. Yeah, Steve Smith had a field day for the Carolina Panthers. You mentioned they rolled up 500-plus yards. And Seth, the Bear defense is what, uh, you know, what we what we hang our hat on. And game one against Atlanta, we look so very, very good and look like, ah, the Bear defense of old is back. But it seems like each game along the way now they've shown a little uh, – Chinks in the arm. we got to get back to that with the way we played in game one against the Atlanta Falcon. Oh, God. You know, you, you, you couldn't say it anymore, John. You, could, you definitely couldn't say it anymore. But uh, my also other reason why I was calling was uh, I wanted to just, uh, just tell the listeners on the VA internet or wherever you guys are, <laughs> is, uh, I wanted to let everybody know that a week, a, a week from coming this Saturday, the 15th of October, is the third annual wheelchair bowls uh, fundraiser again, and uh, it, 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 you know all the funds that helps us, uh, you know for whatever we need, traveling, going to nationals. Because actually we went to nationals in Denver, Colorado last year, and we finished twelfth in the nation out of seventy other teams in nice. the country. Nice, and this is wheelchair basketball you're talking about. Yes, yes, That's... and uh, I know yourself. You've been there yourself, so you've witnessed it. Yep. You know how we play and stuff, and we can't think enough, you know, for your support. Now, you said third annual. I know my, my short-term memory is slipping as I age, Seth. Just about everything is slipping, quite frankly. But why do I feel third annual? I feel like I've been at like four or five of these. How can it only be the third annual? Well, we've only had it at John Hersey High School, which was the first year. And then the second, two other years was at minor school. So this is the third annual one. We haven't done the fourth one yet. So hopefully that comes along, you know, for next year, hopefully. But... Yeah, this is a third annual. All right, again, the math is not hanging, but I but I won't complicate matters by remembering back to games. So very cool. So wheelchair, so it's the wheel Chicago wheelchair Bulls, correct? Correct. We are the official team of the NBA Bulls. A lot of okay. people think that we're sponsored by them, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We're the official team of the NBA Bulls. Very cool. And, well, uh, the regular and, NBA Bulls aren't playing, so maybe we can get some people that are uh, anxious to watch the Bulls play. There's no NBA basketball out there, at least we don't think so. Great chance to go out and watch uh, the Bulls of the wheelchair nature. Exactly, and it's at 1101 East Minor in Arlington Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, doors open at 6.30. Everything starts at 7.00. Uh, we're going to have hot dogs and T-shirts and baked goods and all the food and beverages, for, you know, for purchase. Five dollars for adults, four dollars for seniors and children, uh, and students with an ID, and three dollars for children under five. Mm-hmm. And the money goes to support the program to allow you guys to travel a little bit and uh, further the cause of wheelchair basketball and help out some of the players on the team. Correct, and and a lot of the guys we we are 
some of the guys are single amputeed and some of them are double amputeed. So uh-huh. listeners out there, if you guys have not seen wheelchair basketball, please come because it's, it's a lot of fun. We're actually putting the off-duty Arlington Heights and Buffalo Grove firefighters in wheelchairs. So not only do these guys fight fires every single day for our lives, but they also take some time out of their schedule and play mm-hmm. stuff. And it's a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of laughter. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. So if you guys want to come, you guys got to be there. And you mentioned the baked goods, by the way, and uh, you are not just, uh, you're underestimating that, because if I remember correctly, the last couple of years, like three tables long of baked goods, you got some of the parents baking, it was just like huge. I remember when I left last year, it was like, you know, five cents for, you know, like 10 brownies, you were practically giving them away, you could take shopping bags back, The uh, if you're into uh, the sweets and the baked goods, it's worth the price of admission alone for just all the goodies. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is I forgot, we do money for points. So, like, if people donate, yeah. like, 10 or $15, that 10 $15 becomes 15 yep. points for the firefighters and the Chicago wheelchair bowls yeah. have to work even harder. You like that for a gig, Dave? So you you got, first of all, the wheelchair, the policemen and firemen, it's kind of funny to watch because these guys are competitive. These guys are competitive, but, you know, they realize it's for fun and for a good cause. So they start out. You know, and it's kind of fun, laughing, laughing. But all of a sudden, you know, it's just natural. The competitive juices start kicking in. And they do not like being beaten. That's exactly what happens because the wheelchair bulls are unbelievably talented in both basketball and the ability to move their wheelchair around. Um, but it's funny, Seth, to watch the reaction of the police and the fire guys as they get more competitive. And then, yeah, so so fans can come up. You guys got the, the whole gig worked out. Can actually pay. A lot of times I'm the guy receiving the money. And they're, yeah. it's almost like bribery there. So you pay 20 bucks to the scores, we put 20 bucks up on the scoreboard. Right. And, and the other thing too, John, is what we're doing is we're doing something a little bit different. I think you're going to like this. Uh-oh. We're going to be doing a half, oh no, it's good. Don't worry. You did this without my, without my permission? No, I'm not going to put you in the chair. Don't worry. You didn't, you didn't even consult me on this. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, we are doing a halftime show. What we're doing is, I'm not dancing. Donation, um, we're going to have a free throw contest in and out of the chair and a wheelchair race during the halftime show. Oh, I like it. And uh, it, 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 it gives the community an opportunity to get in the chair, mm-hmm. to maneuver in the chair, and to, you know, understand why we're in the chair. And we're doing this for educational purpose because, yeah. unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that, uh, that bully people in wheelchairs. And we're trying mm-hmm. to educate the community that just because we're in a wheelchair doesn't mean we can't do things, and the wheelchair doesn't define the person. So we want the people to look beyond that and look at the person instead of the wheelchair. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once you watch these uh, athletes, you realize, Seth, and you're one of them, how athletic these guys are. I mean, yes, they have lost the ability to walk, but don't kid yourself, tremendous athlete strength, coordination, uh, agility, all of that stuff. And these are not your typical wheelchairs, right? These are special wheelchairs built for the purpose of sport. Correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, some of them have five wheels, some of them have six wheels. Mm-hmm. And like you said, John, it's mentality and physical, too. You know, it's all about that. It's all about the coordination, like you said, but it's also mentality and physically, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, Arlington Heights has been absolutely wonderful. You have been absolutely wonderful supporting our cause. Uh, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for the people that come out and help us and, 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 and donate and stuff because, you know, we're going to have to have an auction this year. But it's, it's, I, I really personally have to thank the community because if it wasn't for the community that would come out 
and support the, this wonderful cause, we wouldn't be able to go to nationals. We wouldn't be able to get equipment that we need, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it, it all goes out to the community. And you know as well as I know, when you, when me being a player and playing, I'm also looking at the audience and the crowd, and, and I see everybody say, oh, ah, wow, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, so no matter what age you are, it's for all ages, and everybody has a great time. Absolutely. Saturday, October 15th, primarily for our Chicago listeners. I don't know if we're going to have anyone from, uh, you know, California fly out for the event, but if you're in the Chicago area, you want to spend a great Saturday night with the family, bring them out. October 15th, Minor School in Des Plaines, right, Seth? Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights, I apologize. Tip-off time is at 6.30. All all kinds of food, halftime entertainment, et cetera, is the uh, Buffalo Grove and Arlington Heights Police and Fire Departments take on the wheelchair bulls. Outstanding. Seth, I will be there. Uh, Some minor controversy at the homestead because it is homecoming weekend. And, you know, the kids, we got the big parties. They're dressing up. You got this whole tradition. David Olson, take notes. You'll be... Having this down the road where you got you know pictures before the kids go out, so the picture taking is actually a party unto itself. One family hosts the whole picture taking. These kids come over and got a bunch of sixteen year old kids uncomfortably wearing sport coats and ties and trying to pin the little flower on the uh, the girls and stuff. But uh, I, fortunately, Seth, because of your event, I'll be getting out of that whole uh, action. Thank you very much. Well, thank. <laughs> well, guys, again, thank you again, and, and again, John, I, I can't thank you enough for your support. You know, your, your support really helps us. Yeah, absolutely. Again, will you will you talk to my wife and confirm that I'm not just going to a bar and I'm actually going to a good cause? John, I'll make sure you get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, I, Seth. We'll see you. I got to speed dial. All right, we'll see you Saturday. We'll make sure to plug it next week as well. Okay. Hi, thank you so much. Beautiful. Seth checking in. First time listener on the internet. How about that? Talkzone.com. Two guys at a mic show, wheelchair, but hey, no NBA basketball, at least, uh, most likely. I think today. David Olson, I think today is the, uh, is, is a big meeting between the owners, David Stern and company, and, uh, the NBA players. I know Derek Fisher, the uh, longtime Laker guard, is, is the head player rep. Is it Billy Hunter? I think still representing, uh, and I heard one of the lead lawyers was the same guy who was running the uh, football negoci- negotiations. And he's a real pain in the ass. But at any rate, whoever is leading the negotiations, today's a big day. And uh, if not much comes out of it, if there's no closing of the gap, there is a decent chance, uh, if not the entire NBA season, a significant chunk of it is going to be off the board. So NBA fans, stick around uh, for that particular decision. 888 Four eight the phone number Seth called in you can too again triple eight four six three sixty seven forty eight the phone number beautiful uh, October fourth day here in the fine city of Chicago and again it is residue Tuesday we can go over some of the college football games from yesterday baseball baseball is front and center too I think after we talk to the pigskin boy we got to check in with the the baseball front but my goodness David I looked at the uh, Schedule for today, I think you got a 107 a game on TBS, 414 another game on TBS, you know, like 638 you got a game on TNT, 742 another game on TBS, all four, all four playoff games today. If you're a baseball fan, and I'm not, I haven't been quite drawn into the baseball playoffs yet. I, I need to get um, wined and dined a little bit. 
You know, I have been off of baseball for so long. I'm slowly getting back into it. I watched uh, the ninth inning of the Tiger-Yankee game yesterday. Jose Valverde striking out Derek Jeter, tying run on base. Uh, you know, so you get that playoff intensity. You forget how good playoff baseball is. And, you know, it's been a long layoff here for the Chicago baseball fan. But you start watching a little bit. You do get sucked into the playoffs, and you forget how good playoff baseball, how different it is than regular season baseball because the intensity on every pitch. Uh, I missed it, but apparently the Texas-Tampa Bay game. Great game. High-level intensity from start to finish. I think the Rangers got a two-run homer from their uh, catcher. In the seventh inning, and then they got a couple more guys on. Josh Hamilton gets a base hit. They go up four to one. Tampa Bay comes back in the eighth, puts a couple on four to three. Rangers hang on to win it. They're up two to one, but a very high intensity, good suspenseful baseball game. So slowly, slowly, I'm getting drawn into the baseball playoffs. But the four games, four games are right out there for you. We'll talk a little baseball, but right now, we taking a break. Or are we going right to them, Dave? We can go right to them. The hell with the breaks. The heck with the sponsors. That's what David Olson, our producer, is all about. The callers and the guests come first. Our sponsors are second. That's what we love about this show. Out to the phone lines we go. Our NFL outsider. Other shows have insider. He is an outsider. An unbelievable outsider, by the way. Guy gets any more outside, he might get arrested. But he is a passionate Chicago Bear and NFL football fan. We welcome him in right now. It is Pigskin Boy joining us here at Two Guys at a Mike Pigskin. What a beautiful morning. What a beautiful day. Oh, goodness. Indian summer is upon us. Our uh, weather intern, Rain Peterson, has told us that it's going to be up to the 80s by this weekend, Charlie. Well, my guy's less humid. Than... <laughs> yeah, less humid. He's been on a number of stations. What, is, uh, what, is, what does Les tell you? Less humid says uh could be could be nice for the rest of the week. Beautiful. Beautiful. The lull before the storm. I don't want to depress anybody because once this is over, you know, it's time to bring out the boots and the coats and winter will be upon us in the not too distant. But enjoy it while we have it and no truth to the rumor that uh, Less Human and Rain Peterson have a little uh, something something going on. Well, Less Human bounced around job to job ever since he predicted a uh, hurricane <laughs> last, uh, no, last January. Number one, a hurricane in January in Chicago probably yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. So we had to we had to, we had to let uh, Lester go. It's a it's a tenuous job being a weather forecaster here in the city of Chicago. It's like you know you could make a comparison like coach of a high profile sports team. A couple of things go wrong, you know, you're out the door. A lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. You know, you get a few things. You know what? You, you predict one inch of snow and you get six feet. That's you know yep. that. I think Les Human is now working as an assistant to the assistant, also known as an ass to the ass up in Dubuque, Iowa, I think, in the weather department. Yeah, he gets a step yeah, Dubuque's a step down, I think. Yep. Yep. Uh all right, Pigskin, let's let's talk a little NFL football residue Tuesday. Pick up the stuff from happened over the weekend. First, let's talk about the team near and dear to your heart. The Bears did pull out a victory. Uh, I think it was 34-29, that final Carolina touchdown, by the way, destroyed the uh, the betters. Because the point spread, I think, was six and a half. So that last touchdown that Carolina scored with four seconds left was not insignificant to the point spread. But uh, your overall thoughts, it was a bare victory, and uh, two guys in particular, Hester and Forte, were outstanding. Yeah, they really needed this one, Coach, especially with a really good Lions team. Um, in, in Detroit, I mean, you look at a possibly one and four start if they didn't win. Um, you know, they, a, a good win, but they have they've got problems. Um, 
their their secondary without Chris Harris is just not very good. And um, apparently Julius Peppers was cut before the game. I don't know. Was he on the field? Wait, Julius Peppers was what? I didn't know Julius Peppers was. was he oh, still? I got you. Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know if he was on the team. Um because he, he just doesn't, he's just not an impact player anymore. I don't know what's wrong. No, I, I brought that up with, um. You know, people say he's drawing triple teams, but, but if he's drawing triple teams, then somebody else is not getting through. Yeah, I agree. Him and you might as well put Israeli Adonage on the missing persons list as well. And, um, uh, uh, Henry Melton also did not have a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense, I mean, look how many yards. What do they have? 500 and some yards? Um, but Carolina has the worst special teams in the league, so the Bears were excellent coaching by Dave Cobb to emphasize the special teams, block punt, um, Hester, you know, punt return. And, you know, I mentioned last week, Coach, and I can't stress this enough, when the Bears have the ball and start with the ball on the 30- to 40-yard line, it's a whole different team. When they've got to go the length of the field, they're doomed. Mm-hmm. And they had great field position because of a very poor Carolina special teams. Excellent uh, coaching by Dave Taub on our special teams. And that helped them, uh, that helped a lot. They got the running game going, but, uh, they're going to have to play a lot better to beat elite team. Carolina is not very good. Their defense is very poor. They had four starters out, two linebackers and two D linemen. You're not going to run into that very much for the next couple of weeks. Boy, how things have changed. The Detroit Lions, laughing stock three years ago, you know, the last couple of years, not very good at all. And now you hear an NFL outsider, one of our knowledgeable guys, talking about, you know, next week's game, the Bears have to play better if they're going to beat an elite team. Wow. The Detroit yeah. Lions, and you're right, of course, it just sounds weird to say the Detroit Lions are now an elite team. Well, let me preface this, because I hear a lot of lion love. <laughs> we all love lion love. Um, Go ahead. Weren't you weren't you in that theatrical production in high school, Coach? Uh, I, I tried, but I got cut. Well, anyway, let's preface this. They ought to be good because they had the first or second pick every year for ten years. And if, if you if you have the top three pick in the NFL draft for the last ten years, you ought to be good at some time. Yeah, some of their picks didn't work. They kept picking wide receivers, right? A Roy Williams, uh, who, Mike Williams from USC, who I thought coming out of college was one of the greatest receivers I ever saw. Sure, fire NFL star, complete Dudaruski, and they picked a third one. Oh, Charles Rogers. Charlie Charles Rogers from Michigan State, yeah. the best of the uh, the Gray Bar Motel. <laughs> <laughs> so you look no further than the wide receiver position with the Lions. Those are all high-level first-round picks, and they all were, uh, if not complete failures, pretty pretty mid-level failures, and now they finally got a guy. They finally uh, hit the jackpot in Calvin Johnson, but that's part of their problem. Big Skinners, they drafted high, kept picking wide receivers. They kept phasing out. Well, Matt Millen did a historically poor job, the Elgin Baylor of pro football. <laughs> kind of an inside joke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he really did a historically horrible job. Yeah. Uh, that 0-16 team is one of the worst teams ever with just very little talent. Like you said, when you when you when your first and second round draft picks aren't even on the roster, you're going to have problems in this league because you can't buy your way. Look at the Eagles. You can't buy your way to success. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think you can get one good year in the NFL, but um, unlike basketball, maybe baseball, 
I think it's really difficult to buy your way to success. Absolutely. So the, one in, the one in three Eagles might be, you know, wasn't this the dream team? Yeah, so far it's the bad dream team, but you're right. They 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 Now, they didn't bring that nickname on themselves, but other people put that on them because they were picking up so many players. But it's been a uh, been a wet dream so far, Charlie, for them. They've just... Uh, yeah, yeah, it sure has. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, I think Detroit Lions, this will be a test game, and they're not there yet. I'm not ready to call them one of the top three, four teams in the NFL. Some people are. Some people are. If we have any Detroit listeners, by the way, want to check in... Uh, Give Pigskin Boy a little bit of hard time. Go mono versus mono. More than welcome to do that. 888-463-6748-888-463-6748. By the way, a Pigskin Big Dog is in Mexico, if you can believe that. Is he scouting in Mexico? He's doing a lot of things in Mexico. I don't think scouting is one of them. I thought maybe that's where the next NFL team's going to go. It's possible. Stranger, stranger things have happened. Maybe Joel is out there doing a little scouting for uh, the next. I mean, NFL is going to go international, are they not? Um, I think eventually they're going to. Yeah, the, uh, Bear, the Bears have a game coming up against Tampa Bay. Where are they playing? In London. There they are. Yeah, which they just absolutely trust me. Hate. There's nothing worse for football players than to get off their normal schedule. They're mm-hmm. really creatures of schedule and yep. repetition. Yep. And that game throws is basically throws them off, I think, for two weeks. That's what guys said coming back. Mm-hmm. It took them two weeks to get back to the norm. Yeah, they got to be good soldiers. They pick two different teams each year. And, of course, what they're trying to do is uh, popularize the game of football. NBA, David Stern's probably been the one – most of the forefront of that, but uh, it's becoming a global world, pigskin, and you can fly around a lot easier than you used to, uh, long distances, and I do believe, all kidding aside, in the not-too-distant future, 5, 10, 15 years, there will be a European conference in the NBA and the NFL. I think so. I think it's going to be slow and sure, team here, team there. Yep. But I agree. I think, you know, I'll, I'll say one thing, Coach. When they, when they do play that game at Wembley, it sells out, and tickets are skyrocket. Probably the toughest ticket to get. Any chance you'll be uh, flying over there and attending that game? Negative. That's a negative, huh? Yeah, I, you know, I might have visa problems. Uh-huh. Well, try American Express. Maybe that'll get you over. <laughs> the phone number. Pigskin Boy checking in, talking about the NFL slate from yesterday here on our residue Tuesday, give us a call. You want to talk some NFL football, Bears in particular, as our show comes out of the uh, city of Chicago. We'll talk about any of the teams. Monday night football, I missed the game, Pig, but uh, apparently Tampa Bay knocked off Indianapolis. The Colts without Peyton are now, what, 0-4? Yeah, you know, they were, they were saying that without Manning that this would be a 2-3-1 to three win team at the beginning of the season, and I shrugged that off. I said, they got too much talent to be a 2-3-1 to three win team. They might be a two and three one team now, John. Um, is there any other player? You know, even even looking at like say Michael Jordan, that means more to a single team in the history of sports than Peyton Manning did to the Colts. Wow, strong statement. I got to think about that one. I, I didn't know you were going history of sports. Well, I but mean, you know what, yeah. David Ole says I ponder it. You know what? You it sounds like a gross exaggeration. Like you got caught up in the moment. 
Again, I got to think about that one. History of sport covers a little bit of time, but Pigskin, you might not be that far off. Peyton Manning, you're not saying the greatest athlete, but what you're saying, one guy more important to the way a team works than Peyton Manning. He might be right up there. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not over trying to overdo it here, yeah. folks. But at least in my lifetime, an athlete that has meant more to his team than any other athlete. Yeah. The point where you have you have a ten to eleven win team in the Colts every year. Mm-hmm. Every year, without Peyton Manning, you're looking at an zero and eleven team, or two and nine, maybe maybe one and, and ten. Nine. Boy, that's that's a great. Great trivia, not trivia question, but great question to punt. I think you can wipe out the sport of baseball. I mean, in the history of baseball, there can't be one guy just because of the nature of the game, even a starting pitcher, I don't think. Has there ever been a baseball player more important to his team than a Peyton Manning was to the Colts? So wipe out baseball. Yeah, wipe out wipe out baseball. Hockey? Gretzky? I don't think so. Yeah, Gretzky, Gretzky would be there. Close. Yeah. But I think they won. Ba- basketball is your probably most logical sport. Yeah, absolutely. I think, absolutely. I think Gretzky's team won the Stanley Cup the year after he left. So that would kind of wipe that there. I think you can pretty much put hockey and baseball in the, in the banter. Basketball, you mentioned Michael Jordan. <sighs> Another guy you could, I don't know, Will Chamberlain. Well, Le- you take LeBron, him LeBron kept the Colts yeah. above water all those yep, years. Yep, LeBron would be a good one. Kobe, I don't think so. No, Kobe, be- Kobe's always had a number two, always. Or he was number two to Shaq for a while, mm-hmm. too. So, And nobody in football, currently, Tom Brady, no. No, no, no. currently, no. His example of Manning's good. You go to the past, first name I thought of was Barry Sanders. Nah. Well, you know what? Because the Lions weren't that good when Barry Sanders was there, right? They were winning, what, seven or eight games? Well, yeah, exactly. But you're right. You exactly. take Sanders was, off that team. He was team. everything yeah. to that team. Yeah. Who would be other football players that were that important to their team? Other quarterback? Marino, no. Johnny Unitas, no. Yeah, I was thinking Johnny Unitas, Coach. Um, I mean, you got to remember, Peyton Manning is basically the de facto offensive coordinator on that team. Yep. They get a play from the sidelines, but he's changing it and changing everything when she gets up there and starts frailing around. So he's not just a quarterback, he is the quarterback and the basically the offensive coordinator. Row 500, Moose uh, has emailed in Pigskin and said the 64 Bears would never have won the championship without Billy Wade, most valuable player in the history of NFL football. (laughs) (laughs) Had had nothing to do with Joe Fortunato and Ronnie Bull and Johnny Morris and the rest of them. I was going to go with Johnny Morris, but you know what? you know, he, he could be right. Uh, Joe Fortunato. <laughs> uh, love Joe Fortunato. One of the great linebacker names in the history of sport. My two favorite linebackers all time, Pigskin. Joe Fortunato and Mike Lucci, the Detroit Lions. Oh, Mem- he was good. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, sure do. All right. All right, let's get back to the uh, present day. But that's a great thing to ponder and a great point you brought up that uh, Peyton Manning could be an elite, elite, elite territory that uh, he was that valuable to his team as the Colts. By the way, the Colts didn't exactly collapse yesterday. They were leading Tampa Bay for most of the game. Buccaneers came back and won the game, but uh, 24-17 the final there. A little bit of controversy, too. Did you read about this, uh, Pigskin and and, uh, Dave, about 
Are you ready for some football, Hank Williams, in the lead-up song? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what did you hear, Pigskin? Um, he was on Fox News, hard to believe. Of course, Fox News giving, giving you know, a, a, an audience to whoever says any, you know, racist or crazy thing. They're always going to Fox. Are you ready for um, some football? He, um, um, he was talking about when, 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 uh, uh, President Obama and Speaker Boehner and Vice President Biden were playing golf. And he said it was like Benjamin Netanyahu playing golf against Hitler. The real enemy is oh, Obama. Boy. He's Hitler. Oh, boy. He's a, re- he's a Nazi. Basically, he said oh, that yep. we're being run by the Nazis. And, and the commentator, like, asked, he said, I don't know what you mean by that. And he even expounded on it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He do- he doubled down on it, basically. Yeah. He doubled down. And, and, also- and, and, and it was, like, unusual because, like, it was on Fox and Friends, the morning show, and usually they kind of encourage that kind of behavior, but even they were taken aback by the viciousness Ooh. of what Hank Williams said. Apparently that's how he opens every one of his concerts, is he does a old Nazi Obama thing, and of course the crowd goes wild, and um, so they yanked um, the, you know, the opening thing, which is a big part of Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and they yanked it off, and they haven't decided... Whether it'll be off for the year, I would think, knowing that company, that he's he's finished. I don't, I don't, I don't think they need that. You're gonna, mm-hmm. you're gonna have massive protests and massive emails. If, if, if what are the odds we're gonna see a Hank Williams Jr. apology that they're gonna try? Probably he not. Did. I would he, think. Did. he did. You know what? He came out with something. Hold on, I'll, I'll look it up. But it okay. Was, it's... Okay. Love the music, Pigskin. Love the music, but can't agree with the political uh, hatred. Coming out of a Henry Williams Jr. It's a bunch of garbage, is what it is, Coach. <laughs> and, and, and I, and garbage. He's garbage. And um, for, for a network to allow that, just yeah. kind of shake your hands and go, ha ah, yeah. um, it's despicable. And I, I cannot see them keeping him on. Too bad, because uh, you know, musically, that was a great intro. To the NFL football game. David, you got the quote there? Yeah, he has released a statement. Uh Uh-oh. Or his publicist has. Some of us have strong opinions and are often misunderstood. My analogy was extreme, but it was to make a point. I was simply trying to explain how stupid it seemed to me, how ludicrous that pairing was. They're polar opposites, and it made no sense. They don't see eye to eye and never will. I have always respected the office of the president. And this is mine in quotes. Even though the guy yeah. in the presidential office yeah. is a Nazi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> every time the media brings up the Tea Party, it's painted as racist and extremists, but there's never a backlash. No outrage to those comparisons. Working class people are hurting, and it doesn't seem like anybody cares. When both sides are high-fiving in the ninth hole when everybody else is without a job, it makes a whole lot of us angry. Mm-hmm. Something has to well, change. That, that part I agree with. Yeah, but it's neither here nor there. What does that have to do with what he said? I agree. But but nevertheless, the body of that statement, I don't know if that was written by Henry Williams Jr. or his publicist, but that part I agree with. Get off the golf course and uh, stop kowtowing and let's get down to brass tacks and get something done. But uh, Pigskin, that's a whole other story. Bottom line is, on Monday Night Football, we probably lost the intro of uh, Hank Williams Jr. Uh, in the words of Hawk Harrelson, he gone. <laughs> What uh? Any other thoughts? Were you at the Bears game, by the way? Yeah, it was uh, one of nice. the that I, I go to. It's such a great, you know, such a gorgeous day down there. Uh, 
especially on the lakefront. Boy, the city just looks terrific. You know, when you have that kind of a day, and um, I don't know what they were saying on the uh, on the on the TV, but boy, what a what a great picture! The skyline and the and the, and the lake with the boat still out, and uh, there's nothing like football on the lakefront in the fall, coach. It's really great. City I, of Chicago was, on days like you know we got our faults. Pigskin boy, no question about it. Winter could be a long, you know, form. Oh, I love the change of seasons. I love having the change, you know, but meanwhile, the change of season, like four freaking months, five, maybe sometimes six of cold weather. They don't give me that change of season. But when it's nice out, nice fall day, good summer day, there is no city in this country like the, like the city of Chicago. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, it, yeah, it was great. You know, I had a chance to see two things. Number one, see, you know, I don't think arguably now Devin Hester, the greatest returner in NFL history, um, you know, all this couple of years ago said, you know, I don't, you know, he'll probably never get another return. If you leave him a line drive punt 30 yards, he'll return it. And Coach Chico Rivera had a really tough afternoon. Uh, uh, clock management was not very good. The decisions weren't very good. Uh, timeouts didn't take and did take weren't very good. So, you know, first-year coaches do make a difference. Mm-hmm. I like the guy, though. I, I like the cut of the jib of Ron Rivera. I think he's going to be a heck of an NFL coach. He's just a he's a personality. He's just got that personality. The players talk about it, not only the Carolina players, the ex-Chicago players. He's just got that way of communicating, the way of motivating that you want to play for the guy. I like him a lot. Yeah, so do I. He's got, I think they're going to be on the right track. You know, they've got a long way to go. They've got the franchise quarterback. Oh, boy. They've got the you know elite receiver who once again I think Steve Smith against the Bears has what a thousand yards in reception. It's unbelievable. Well, it doesn't every, matter what regime we have, whatever. Every three years we can't cover Steve Smith. It's unbelievable. Yeah, um, they got a ways to go. You know when you when you're when you're as bad as they've been for a couple of years, mm-hmm. it in the NFL it just doesn't turn around. In a, in a you know it's not like basketball where you can get a megastar and turn things around in six months. The NFL takes, you know, sometimes years and years to to build. Their defense is very bad, and their offensive line is is okay, but they've got a little ways to go. Yeah, no question uh, about it. They got some pieces, Carolina Panthers do. Uh, You know, two good running backs. I like those guys. They're not all pro, but uh, you can win with those two guys. You got a great receiver. They need one more impact receiver. Their offensive line. Not too bad. Pigskin and uh, stand and deliver. Cam Newton, very, very good at quarter. So the offense is good. Special teams and defense. When you only got one out of three of those categories as a strength, you're in trouble. But they got to shore up their special teams and particularly, as you mentioned, their defense. Yeah. But, uh, Detroit Lions are next, my friend. And you know what? People are forgetting, too. Detroit's, what, 4-0 this year, right? Um, yeah, they came back from um, maybe a producer can help me. 18 against the Cowboys late. I watched it on the red zone, by the way. If you don't, I, if you don't have the red zone, you, you simply should not be around. I do not have the red zone. Is, well, we talked about this. It is the greatest invention of all time. Forget <laughs> polio, rubber tires, <laughs> medicine. Forget uh-huh. that. That's, that's okay. Red zone is the greatest invention of all time. Wow. Um, the Lions are not. You know, they're not great on defense. They're not super great on defense. They give them a lot of points and yards, and if, but if. Stafford, who I always like, can stay vertical. Um, they are really good on offense. Um, 
Calvin Johnson, Megatron, I, I still insist is the most underrated receiver of the last five years. What's his nickname? Megatron. Megatron? Okay. Megatron. Cal Johnson. Okay. I mean, he was, he was doing this without great quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, people have never seen him play go, wow, where, where did he come from? He's been doing this for five years. He is a top three receiver, and every single time the ball is snapped, you better know where he is. You know, it's, otherwise he'll be in the end zone. He's not that good. Oh, you know, six five, two thirty seven. He can run like the wind. Has great timing in his jump. Strong hands that can snare any ball within the region. He's, he's overrated. Not that good. He's got Outs- great hands. He catches Out- everything. Outside of that, he's not very good at all. But uh, you know, the Lions four zero this year. By the way, they came back from twenty four down. Pitchkin. They were down twenty seven to three to your very own Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, yeah. The Cowboys. Yeah, that was that was a. Um, um, in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken, that's uh, you got to work hard to lose a 27 to three lead. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was. But if you look back, you know we took four and zero, pretty impressive. Correct me if I'm wrong. The end of the regular season last last year, the Lions were actually a decent team. They were snake bit early. You remember they lost to the Bears in the first game when Calvin Johnson caught the ball. It should have been a touchdown. They lost a ton of close game, but they finished. Winning. I believe they've won eight in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that's They won their final say, yeah. four, yeah. so people forget that. So that's a red-hot football team right now. And Jim Schwartz, heck of an NFL coach. Yeah, he's done a nice job with, with a lot of high draft picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Ken, if you had the first or second pick for 10 years, you ought to be good at some point. No question about it. We will see. I'm, I'm already excited about this game, anticipating the game. By the way, I got uh, I go to one game a year. Courtesy of my good friend Smith Barney Steve, November 13th, Pigskin, I will be in attendance as the Bears are at Soldier Field hosting the very own Detroit Lions. So I'm looking forward to that game already. But uh, I was so excited about this game coming up last night already. The dreams are starting, David Olson. Last night, woke up in the middle of the night about 3 o'clock in the morning. Looked over at my wife, and she looked just a little bit like ex-Detroit Lion coach Wayne Fonts. Was... It was not a good evening, Charlie. Believe me. Oh, no. He, oh, Wayne Fox. Not a great-looking guy. Remember when uh, he fired up the cigar when the, one of the few years? Yes. The playoffs? Very the memorable, yes, yes. The Bears beat him by, like, 50. Yep. Fox yep. was not happy with that. Yeah, the Bears were not happy with that vision of Wayne Fonts uh, celebrating with the cigar. I do remember that. Oh, goodness. Hey, Pigskin, great stuff. Uh, we appreciate your checking in as always. Any other uh, NFL thoughts as the uh, Residue Tuesday concludes here? Any other interesting things from the games over the weekend? Um, we got to watch the injuries piling up, especially for the Steelers. Um, some great players, Andre Johnson, great players that are out, um, some for the year. Um, so, you know, that can make a big difference to, to teams. Um I'm kind of happy that the the Eagles are one and three. Yep. Um, no love lost there. Plus, you know, buying players doesn't always work. We'll see if they turn it around. And um, you know, as always, it's just a great. You know, even if the bear when the Bears aren't playing, it's just a great sport to watch on mm-hmm. on Sundays. Um, we're starting also to get into bye weeks. Uh, uh, Times so love the bye week. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Well, you want to be careful if your team's not participating this week. Mm-hmm. I believe the Bears' bye week is coming up. Very, very exciting. I think we got uh, 
It's still a couple of weeks. I know there's a somewhat, you know, to call it a soft part of the schedule is probably jumping to conclusions a little bit because every NFL team can jump up and sniff you or snip you in the uh, the backside. But there is a part of the schedule, pigskin, like fairly close towards the end where I think we got, you know, Kansas City, Denver, Seattle, Oakland. There is an area where you could, if you're playing good football at that time, get on a little bit of a roll. So if the Bears can keep their head above water, they hit that soft part of the schedule, maybe we make another run of the playoff. Not likely, but maybe. Um. Certainly can. I mean, most teams you mentioned, coach, especially the, the, the Chiefs. Well, I don't. I don't know if they're going to get any better. They've lost their three best players for the year: Eric Berry, Paul yep. Charles, and one of their linemen is done for the year. I don't see how you get better losing those guys. Chiefs are uh, struggling, although they did win twenty-two seventeen this past weekend. Seattle's playing better, very competitive. Oakland is clearly better this year. The Denver Broncos are uh, not so good. Not so good. Not so good. By the way, we had an email in from Packer Payne in Green Bay. Packer Payne uh, says, ask Pigskin Boy. Ask Pigskin Boy after last week's performance, where does he rate Aaron Rodgers in the best quarterbacks he's ever watched? Um, he's the best quarterback in the NFL now, for sure. Um, let's, you know, in my lifetime, not yet. He's, he's, he's worth it. He's, He's on his way, but I'm thinking Elway, Marino, Peyton Manning. Um, he's not there yet. Yep. He's on his way, but he he hasn't done it as long and as well mm-hmm. as those as those three players I mentioned. And I would uh, for Packer Payne, I would agree with everything you said right now. Yes, uh, consider Tom Brady. Who else would be upper echelon quarterbacks right now? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. Manning is out. I'm missing one other guy that might be upper echelon. But I doesn't really matter. I would put Aaron Rodgers absolutely right now best quarterback in the NFL, and I agree with you, Pigskin. Uh, you know the way he's played the last couple of years is as good as any quarterback I've ever seen. Give him a little bit of longevity. He's not with some of those names you mentioned, but uh, I like the way you put it. He's working his way up into that elite category. Pretty impressive. He sure is. Yep. All right, great stuff, Pigskin. We appreciate your checking in, and uh, big if uh, Big Dog is listening. On the beaches of Cancun, Mexico, right now, via the internet, he might have a a laptop out on the beach. Pardon the expression. What what words of advice would you give to the big dog out in uh, beautiful Cancun? Tequila is sneaky. <laughs> Very careful. Tequila is a sneaky devil. He's two days into the vacation, David. We probably should have had that advice. Uh, we're about forty-eight hours too late, I'm afraid. Beautiful. Pigskin, we appreciate it. Great advice, and I'm sure the big dog would say he loves you if he was here. I love him. Love you guys, Coach. Thanks for letting me have this opportunity, and uh, thanks for everybody emailing. Feel free to. It's a great time. Beautiful. Thank you, Pigskin. People want to email, they can do so at Mike2GuysAOL.com. M-I-C and the number two. Mike2GuysAOL.com. Yes, sir, David. Drew Brees is the guy you were forgetting. Thank you. Yep. you got to put Brees up. I, you know, and I... I was the idiot at the start of the year that predicted maybe Breeze starts to fall apart. Not fall apart, but slide down this year. Not so far. First four games, including a victory over the Bears, he looked as good as ever. But I'd still take right now, I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Drew Breeze. Close. I'd still take Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. but It's tough because you're, you're comparing great with great, but no, I, I, you know, I'd put Aaron Rodgers on top, but you're, you're 
picking at straws right now. All three of them yeah, you know, are no, phenomenal you, quarterbacks. Without question, those are the top three. Yep. Without question. Yep. By the way, Jay Cutler, who does not rank in the top three, maybe not in the top ten, maybe not in the top twenty, who knows? Apparently he was at Dancing with the Stars. I don't know how he gets around, you know, hopping on uh, these puddle jumper planes or whatever, but somehow or other, Jay Cutler, where do they film Dancing with the Stars? Who knows? New York? Los Angeles. I in think. L.A. So there he is, you know, working hard on the game plan for Detroit. But uh, I guess they had the day off. He finds a way to get out there. And apparently, uh, David O says we go People Magazine and everybody, he and Kristen Cavallari might be back together again based on some of the tweets and the fact that he was there in the crowd watching the beautiful, if not somewhat uh, dance-deficient Kristen Cavallari. How about that? How about that? It could be on again. On again, off again. Broke off the marriage right before the start of the season. All right, 888-463-6748 is our phone number. By the way, we have a new Facebook page we encourage people to check out. It is not sports-related. It's brand new out there, and uh, it's called the Responsible American Platform. You've heard us talk about it and allude to us, uh, alluded to it a bit over the past three or four weeks, but uh, thanks to our website coordinator to our internet guru big john palladian he has put together our uh, facebook page not a website yet but if you want to check it out or what do they do friend it like it whatever you do to it check it out and see if you uh agree we're trying to develop a little bit of a groundswell following of mainstream america and there's some groups out there that are doing that but the groups that don't represent the extreme right or the extreme left but Maybe the extreme, vast, silent majority of somewhat, quote-unquote, somewhat normalized people. It's called the Responsible American Platform. Just uh, search for it on your Facebook page. You can put some comments out there, and we'll see if we uh, grow from there. Thank you very much for doing that. NHL hockey, by the way. NHL hockey opens up a regular season on Friday. I think our very own Chicago Blackhawks will be playing Dallas away on Friday and then home on Saturday. Haven't talked a lot of hockey. We'll have to get into our, I'm sure, David Olson on Thursday will have a spectacular NHL preview show. Maybe not. Um, and by the way, while the big dog is gone, we're going to bring in some guest hosts. I think on Thursday it'll be uh, the M&M man, Michael Moreau. On Friday we've got Brady Stiff coming in, uh, the young kid, Brady Stiff. And then on Wednesday, tomorrow, we're still working on Hopefully we'll get a guest host. Big dog will be back next week. Week, but uh, yeah, NHL hockey starting as we mentioned at the top of the program. Baseball playoffs, right there for you. The baseball playoff. You, you're a baseball fan. You like playoff baseball. Four games for you today. I mean, you literally could go couch potato from about twelve thirty, as TBS previews the opening game. I got to check and see. It might be the uh, Brewers and the Diamond. No, I don't think it is. Might be Tampa Bay and Texas. Opening game about twelve thirty today. And the final game will end at about 11 o'clock tonight. So you could go almost 12 full hours with uh, not just regular baseball, but playoff baseball. Not If you're a baseball fan, this would be an excellent day. Excellent day. To feel a little uh, soreness coming up in your throat, feel the flu coming on, you talk to the boss, but to take lunch break, might not make it back, not feeling so good, do a little work from home, you can catch uh, all four playoff baseball games. How about that? Rangers are up by 2-1 on Tampa Bay. Great series. Great series right there. Tampa Bay, of course, came in red hot. Texas Rangers, people forget, made it all the way to the World Series last year. People are underrating them. They have the goods, pitching and hitting, to uh, get there again. Detroit Tigers 
Tigers and the Yankees, they'll go at it game four tomorrow, or game four today. When we come back tomorrow, David Olson, New York Yankees could be history. And that does have some minor, minor implications to Chicago Cub, maybe Chicago White Sox baseball fan. Because if the Yankees get eliminated, and I don't think this is fair, because they had a great season, Joe Girardi's tremendous manager, and he, I think the Yankees in Philadelphia, forget, I think Philadelphia might have had the best record. Yankees had the best record in the American League, so they had the high payroll, they had all the great players, but you know what? It's hard to win sometimes when you're supposed to win. Well, the Yankees won. They had the best record in the American League. Five-game series, anything could happen. Sounds trite to say, but that's the bottom line. It's baseball. Five-game series. We talked about this yesterday. Houston Astros, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, look it up. You can go over the season series. They, they Some of those teams have beaten powerhouse teams in a five-game series. It can happen. Pitcher has a bad game. Hitter gets hot. It's all it takes a pitcher to have one bad game. And it throws off the whole trajectory of what's supposed to happen in the baseball play, particularly in round one, five-game series. Tigers are up 2-1. to one. They could eliminate the Yankees today. But the bottom line is, if the Yankees get eliminated, there are, uh, I don't even want to say rumors, but there's been some speculation that, you know, maybe general manager Brian Cashman might be told to move on or look elsewhere. Maybe manager Joe Girardi might be time for a new voice for the Yankees. I don't think so. But that could be the case. If the Yankees lose, might have some positive uh, occurrences for the Cubs. And, of course, uh, the Cubs might be looking at Brian Cashman. I definitely think they'd be looking at Joe Girardi because he is a local Chicago guy, went to Northwestern University, starred there. And originally, I think when he wanted to become a manager, the Cubs was his first choice. Go way back when, I think it was a Dusty Baker or the manager before Dusty that we chose. Because I remember both me and the big dog were saying, hey, Joe Girardi. Right there for you. That's the guy we should have taken. He was young. At that point, not proven, and they went with a proven winner. I think it goes back to Dusty Baker. I might be short of regime. It was Lupinella. No, it, go- no, it was Lupinella. But, but it goes further back than that because... You, no, 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 because no, when, when they picked up Dusty, Dusty was their guy. Dusty was the guy that they wanted. But what I'm saying is when the Cubs picked up Lupinella, Joe Girardi was already a proven New York Yankee winner. Right? On the timeline, maybe I'm messing up here. Because, I mean, picking up Lou Pinello was only, what, four years ago? How long was Lou our manager? Yeah, it was four years ago. Okay. It was four years ago. Okay. And Girardi left the Marlins, but he's been with the Yankees six, seven years? Hey, no, you might it, hasn't, right. it hasn't been that long. Okay. It hasn't been that long. Okay. Let me, let me double check that. All right. So, but, so, I, but I'm almost positive it would, it, they could have gone with Girardi and they went with Pinello. Almost and, positive. Okay. And then Girardi, after not getting the Cub job, then got the New York Yankee job. Interesting. Well, however it works out, uh, there is a possibility that they lose. The Cubs could go after um, Joe Girardi. Both our Chicago teams, the White Sox and Cubs, looking for um, probably looking for new managers. The Cubs looking for a new GM first before they officially say goodbye to Mike Quade. I'm one of the only guys out there that would, still would not mind getting Michael Quade back. I actually think he's a good guy, solid manager. I like the way. How do I describe this? So many pro coaches are are more like figureheads now. You know, and a lot of the assistants do the coach. I like the fact that I saw Mike Quade. I saw Mike Quade coach. You know, and my nickname on the radio show here is Coach. Okay, and, and you know, and, and coaching goes back to 
you know, it encompasses a lot of things, but let's go back to the meat and potatoes of what a coach is supposed to be. You're actually teaching the players, actually coaching them on certain techniques and how to improve and certain strategies. I actually saw Mike Quaddick coach the baseball player. Now, I wasn't there privy to hear what he was saying, but he was actually talking to the pitchers talking to the players in the dugout as they would come off the field, actually coaching them more than any baseball manager I've seen in Chicago or other places in a long time. I like that aspect of it. But that's just me, and I'm the coach. Yes, Dave? Just going back to the whole Joe Girardi thing, it was before he was named the manager of the Marlins. That's when he was in the Cubs picture. Okay, and that was back in Dusty era? No, 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 that was back in Pinella. It was 2006 when they both got hired. Really? Yes. Yes. Somehow the timelines, okay. No, because right. that's that's when he was in the conversation. Right. You know, go with the rookie or go with the proven winner. They went with the proven winner. And uh, Girardi ended up replacing uh, Jack McKeon okay. down in Florida. And was very successful and then had a mix-up with their, their owner. But he yes. he, he, he elevated yes. the game of the Florida Marlins. Yeah, he only, he only managed for one season. Right. Right, I remember with Jeff Lurie, I think there was some controversy or something like that. But at any rate, we got to wrap up the show. Uh, but but David, you think if the if he was available, you think Tom Ricketts would pull the string? He'd be a heck of a choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So maybe the Cub fans should root for the Tigers today. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much, Pat. Thanks to a pigskin boy and uh, Seth from the Wheelchair Bulls. Don't forget to uh, show up a week from this Saturday for the Wheelchair Bulls game. We'll. Uh, advertise that more as we go along 10 o'clock tomorrow don't be late appreciate it everybody have a great day david olson our producer thanks for uh, helping us along on the show as well we'll see you tomorrow have a great day